The singing of the doxology by the PCC student body begins Pensacola Christian College Chapel. At each chapel service, students have an opportunity to receive spiritual exhortation and enrichment during a time of music and meditation on God's Word. This podcast shares selected recent chapel messages from guest speakers, faculty, and staff. Welcome to the PCC Chapel Podcast. Let's turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 11, and I'm going to read this morning just a few verses for you, concluding the, uh, the 11th chapter and then one clause in Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, I'll read this morning, beginning in verse 9, and you follow along with me as I read, if you would please. The Bible says, Rejoice, O young man, in thy youth. And let thy heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth, and walk in the ways of thine heart, and in the sight of thine eyes. But know thou that for all these things God will bring thee into judgment. Therefore remove sorrow from thy heart, and put away evil from thy flesh. For childhood and youth are vanity. Remember Now, thy creator, in the days of thy youth, the title of my message is Advice for PCC Students from the Wisest Man Who Ever Lived. It was George Bernard Shaw who said, Youth is such a wonderful thing, it's too bad that it needs to be wasted on young people. (laughs) When you are your age, and you are living in the midst of that elusive quality of being young, and when you are day after day, and week after week, and month after month, and year after year, drinking from what philosophers call the fountain of youth, you end up thinking that it's never going to end. There was a guy who thought that. His name was Solomon. In 1 Kings chapter 3, we find him in the days of his youth. He's just been appointed to be the king of the nation of Israel. And with all the vitality and creativity you can imagine, he jumped into that leadership position. And one night, the Bible tells us in 1 Kings chapter 3 that the living God showed up to talk to Solomon. Now, this was not some genie in the bottle experience that we read about in a fable. This was the living God of the universe showing up to speak to this young man. God said to him basically, Solomon, you make a request and I will fulfill it for you. And we know what Solomon asked for. Solomon said, God, I'm but a child. Now, he didn't mean that literally. He meant metaphorically. He was young. 
to be entrusted with the scope of leadership that God had given to him. He said, I've been asked to lead a people, a multitude that are without number. He said, God, I don't really know how to go out. I don't know how to come in. I don't know how to do this. And he said, there's something that I desperately need. And he said, God, if you'd honor me with it, I'd be so pleased and grateful. Will you please give me wisdom? Now, God said, I'm so thankful that you didn't ask for honor, what we would know today as fame. Why don't people today want to be famous? Yeah. He said, you didn't ask for wealth. He said, because you did not ask for either of those two commodities. He said, I'm not only going to honor your request to be wise, and he became the wisest man who ever lived on the face of the earth. But God said, along with that wisdom, I'm going to give you honor, fame. Everybody knows the name Solomon today. And he said, I'm going to give you riches as well. Wow. What a start in life. Now, wouldn't you think that that man who was the wisest man who ever lived, the man who had wealth and abundance, the man who had honor and fame in abundance, in abundance, wouldn't you think that he would have it together? Wouldn't you think, Dr. Adkins, that the story of his life in view of all that God gave him would be a story of success, a story of honor to God? But when he becomes an old man, Spirit of God speaks to him again and says in so many words, Solomon, I want you to write down your memoir. I want you to describe your lifetime and, 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 and basically frame it out under this phrase, life under the sun. And he does. Today, as we get to the end of the memoir, we find the wisest man who ever lived, one of the wealthiest men who ever lived, one of the most famous men who ever lived, basically saying, I blew it. Saying, God gave me great opportunity, and regretfully, that opportunity, I, I let it slip through my hands. And amazingly, as an old man in his thinking, he returns to the days when he was young. May I say that when we're young, God stamps those years with memories indelibly on our souls. We never forget when we're young. Yeah, I'm now in my 60s. Lots of things I've forgotten about my 50s. Lots of things I've forgotten about my 40s. Lots of things I've forgotten about my 30s. But I tell you what, I can talk about my college experience in vivid detail. Why? Because God lets 
memories of the days of our youth be indelibly etched upon our being. And I submit to you this morning as we look at the heart felt journal of Solomon that he gives three admonitions, three pieces of advice to the students of Pensacola Christian College in October of 2022 that he wants you to heed. Notice with me number one. He gives you a grand permission. A grand permission. Verse number nine. Rejoice, O young man, in thy youth. What's he saying? Enjoy your life when you're young. Now, you know what's in the New Testament? Do you know what the the, the opposite of that is? Satan. You know what God says to young people? God says, I've put within you the propensity to have an attitude when you're young that you will never possess in any other period of time in your life. He says, enjoy your life. Now, if you're miserable here this morning, Pensacola Christian College student, it's not because God wants you to be that. It's because Satan wants you to be that. Because Jesus said, you know what Satan does? Satan comes to lie. Satan comes to kill. Satan comes to steal. Yeah, do you remember the day when you prayed about whether or not God would have you come to PCC and the day came when you received notification that you'd been accepted and the day came that you loaded everything up in the car and the day came that you got to campus and you unloaded with your mom and dad and you went in and found where you were going to reside in what residence hall and there was that excitement that filled your soul and you were full of joy and you just knew that the living God was directing your steps. And now weeks later, if we knew the truth, where did the joy go? I mean, it's, it's dissipated like air slipping out of a, a, a tire that goes flat in the residence halls. You're no longer full of joy. In, the, in, in, in four winds, you're no longer full of joy. We have activities coming up at FanFest. You're no longer full of joy. Why? Because circumstances haven't gone the way you expected, you're living with unfulfilled expectations today, and you just have let the joy of the Lord depart. Solomon said, enjoy life while you're young. He goes on and he says, and let thy heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth. And walk in the ways of thine heart and in the sight of thine eyes. Do you know what? There's something just really, really. The, uh, young people get just so excited about doing things that they're very spontaneous. Now, let me just tell you, when you get to be the age, 
Now, I'm going to be careful here, you know. When you get to be the age of, of, of these administrators up here, you know what? Hey, life becomes much more calculated, and we're not nearly as spontaneous. You know, when Dr. Shoemaker said that, that uh, I, I wasn't here the, the, the week that he, that he stood up, and I, I think it was Friday, a Friday, wasn't it? The weather was beautiful, and, and he said, I tell you what, we're not going to have chapel. You know what I heard? I heard that it just created, I mean, a whirlwind on campus. That I mean, students were so excited that they got the time off. When I was on staff back in the 90s, they were looking for a chaperone to go, a male chaperone to go with the students over to the track in Alabama. They couldn't get anybody to go. I said, what's the problem? They said, well, they're not due back until four in the morning. I said, well, what's the problem? They said, adults don't, they don't like to go and be out that late. I said, sign me up, I'll go. Well, I went, man, what a time that was, just on that go-kart track and in the bumper boats, and uh, they, they even had bungee jumping. And, oh, man, what a time that was. I don't think anybody bungee jumped. But I'll never forget this, Dr. Adkins. We pulled back on the campus at 4 o'clock in the morning. Kids were singing. I was like, Shh, be quiet, you know, there thousands of kids asleep in the buildings here. Man, they didn't care on the butt. Man, they got off. Man, they were, you know. I, I, I was like, you know what I thought? I thought if I said to them, you want to go pack the Waffle House tonight or this morning at four in the morning, you know, they would have all been ready to go. Not an adult wanted to go. Now, I don't know where you cross the line. I don't know if it's 25, I don't know if it's 30, I don't know if it's 35, but I want to say this to you, you guys, every one of you, God wired you in such a way that you know what, when somebody says, let's do this, man, you go do it. When someone says, hey, let's go serve here, you go do it. When someone says, hey, let's take the summer and go, go to the mission field, you go do it. You just walk by the sight of your eyes and by the direction of your heart. Because these are the years when God wants you to enjoy his goodness and to drink from the fountain of youth and to enjoy life in a way that you will not at any other time. In August, I sat in Dr. Phillips' session with, as he was preparing all of his student leadership. One of the things he said I've never forgotten he said, demonstrate the joy of the Lord when you're on the campus. Man, don't go, go, don't go walking around just in your, your little old world with, your, with your, ear, your ear pods in. Speak to one another. Students, I want to commend you. I think the spirit on our campus is, is wonderful. But put a smile on your face. Let the joy of the Lord dominate your being. And leave chapel today to let the joy of the Lord pour out of your heart. And you know what? It's a decision you make. The wisest man who ever lived gives young people, number one, a grand permission. But he gives them, number two, a solemn warning. He says, oh, yes. Walk according to the ways of thine heart in the sight of thine eyes. But look at the next phrase, but. Know thou that for all these things, God will bring thee into judgment. Therefore, remove sorrow from thy heart. 
Can I just say that's, that's your attitude? He said, take despondency. Take discouragement. Take negativity out of your heart. And he says, put away evil from thy flesh. For childhood, childhood and youth are vanity. Now, the word there doesn't mean they're without purpose, not at all. He, he, he simply means that they're fleeting, that they're transitory. Young people many times think, after much, in the days of my youth, it's the time to sow my wild oats. Galatians 6, 7. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. When I was in Bible college, I took a class in the Pauline epistles. And the teacher had us select different verses and do a, do a paper on a particular Greek word from whatever verse we selected. I selected the word mocked. Made my way to the library and pulled out the interlinear and with shock found out that the word was only used once in the New Testament. So I went back to my teacher, Doug Bookman, and said, Mr. Bookman, let, let, let me choose another Greek word. I need to find another word that's used multiple times in the New Testament so uh, there's more to write about. I'll never forget this. He said, Greg, you chose the word. You write the paper on the one word. I'll always be grateful that he never let me change. Because when I got into the study of that word, you know what it means? Do you know how many times you'll sin in attitude or in action and pull the wool on God? Oh, a robber may rob a bank and elude law enforcement. person may speed and the cops not catch them. But the word mocked means God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Every, 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 every time. Wow. College students, what are you sowing in your heart today? What actions are in your life that are displeasing to God. And while I'm speaking this morning, the Spirit of God's speaking to your heart and convicting you because you know they're wrong and displeasing to Him. You sow a thought, you reap an act. You sow an act, you reap a habit. You sow a habit, you reap a character. You sow a character, you reap a destiny. Now, if we had time, 
we can go back through Ecclesiastes. And look at all that Solomon gave his life to. The Bible says he gave himself to learning. Oh, my. Yet with all that wisdom, he used it. He wrote hundreds of Proverbs. He wrote what we call the wisdom literature, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon. He gave himself to learning. Ecclesiastes says that he gave himself to labor. Oh, my. He was a gifted administrator. He was a brilliant architect. You go to Jerusalem this day, and, and, and they'll take you and, and, and show you his horse stables. He built the great Solomonic temple. He gave himself to learning. He gave himself to labor. He gave himself to lust. He didn't have five wives or ten wives or a hundred wives. He had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of wives outside the plan of God. He gave himself to learning. He gave himself to labor. He gave himself to lust. He gave himself to luxury. He built palaces that in their opulence in the day were incomparable. You read in the Old Testament about how he had shields of gold forged by those who, so to speak, were, were, were part of the ceremonial guard. And those gold shields glistened. They were absolutely, there was nothing like it in his day. But what did he say about all of these commodities? None of them satisfied him. He said all is vanity, <laughs> all is empty, all is unfulfilling. But you know what? That's right where you are this morning. Some of you are thinking, Boy, Dr. Much, if I can just get this degree, and there's nothing wrong with learning, we are an educational institution, but if I can just hit this academic level, if I can just get to this attainment, I'm going to be fulfilled. No, no, you're not. Not in, this, not in itself. Oh, you say, Dr. Much, if I can just meet that young lady, oh boy, and she's good looking, if I can just meet, uh, you're saying as a young lady, if I can just meet that young man who, 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 who's just uh, absolutely a stallion and marry him, oh man, I'm going to be fulfilled for life. No, you're not. You say, well, if I can just get that right job, I'm in the MBA program, and if I can just get on with, the, with, with, the, with Ernst & Young, and if I can just go here, and I can just go there, and, and get in the workplace, wow, I'm going to be fulfilled. No, you're not. You say, well, if I can just get to a point where I can drive a BMW... Boy, if I just get to the point that I can buy my first Land Rover... If I just get to that point where I can, I, I can move to Atlanta and live in the suburbs and go to a big church and, 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 uh, and, 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 and fulfill God, 
but, 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 but really do my own thing, I'll be fulfilled. No, you won't. The wisest man who ever lives, how does he finish his memoir? Chapter 12 and verse number 13. Let's hear the conclusion of the whole matter. He was the Warren Buffett of his day financially. <laughs> the Queen of Sheba came and, 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 and basically was what was suspicious of all the reports she had heard. And man, she left. Had there been social media, she would have gotten on social media. And, and as, as the Word of God says, she declared the half hasn't been told about this guy. But how does he summarize it all? The conclusion of the whole matter, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. And look at this, what a way to end a memoir with a solemn warning, for God shall bring every work into judgment. Student, that day's coming. Hey, we're talking about midterms. We're talking about testing. May I say, there's a final exam coming for every one of us. A day is coming when we'll give an account, when we'll be rewarded. He says, and by the way, let me just say, we, we, those of us who preach and teach, we many times focus just on the, on, on the evil things that people do. Hey, I love this. You know what God says? <laughs> Jesus said, there's not as much as a cup of water given in my name that goes unrewarded. And what does Solomon say regarding the day of judgment? He says that every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil, it's going to be weighed. As Christians, we know there won't be judgment. But there will either be reward or lack of it. Let me ask you today. Do you cultivate, are you cultivating the presence of the Lord? Do you have a sensitivity to His Spirit and to His Word as you hear it in college, as you hear it in church. The wisest man who ever lived gave this, gave, gave this advice. First of all, a grand permission. Number two, a solemn warning. But he gives number three, an urgent duty. Chapter 12 and verse 1. Remember after graduation... He says, thy creator in the days of thy youth. Remember after you get married, thy creator in the days of thy youth. Remember when you start a family and you need wisdom about rearing children, thy creator in the days of thy youth. No, 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 no. He does not say that. He says, remember. Say that next word with me. That's a little weak. Remember. One more time. Remember. Yes. 
Oh, the word remember there, the Hebrew word, is an interesting word. When I think of remember in our household, I think of putting a note on the refrigerator to remember to, to, to pick up my, 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 my shirts at the dry cleaners. But that's not at all what he's talking about. He is using a word, and the word literally means to act decisively. The same word's used in 1 Samuel chapter 1, when the Bible says there was a young lady named Hannah. Hannah desired more than anything to have a baby, but she was barren, and she had no children. And when they would go to Shiloh every year to worship the living God, she would pray, and she would cry out to God and ask God to give her a child. And one year she was there praying, and Eli, the high priest, saw her lips moving, and he came over and basically said, hey, I think you've had too much to drink. She said, nothing to do with alcohol here, sir. She said, I am crying out to God and asking him to give me a child. And I'm telling God that if he gives me a child, he'll be lent back to God for the, all of his days. And Eli said, go in peace. And she went back with her husband home. And the Bible says in 1 Samuel 1 and verse 19 that God remembered Hannah. Now, does it mean that God was walking around in heaven sending babies to all these young Jewish mothers? And one day, Gabriel came up and said, Oh, Lord, you've completely forgotten to give Hannah a baby. Not on your life. God is omniscient. God knew exactly what he was doing. But I tell you what happened. The prayer of Hannah made its way to the throne of God, and it was sweet to the Lord. And the Lord honored and answered her prayer giving her a child. Do you know what Solomon's saying? Do you know what you're to do when you're young? Act decisively. When God speaks, boy, you respond. If you're not saved today and you're in this great multitude of students, but you know in the midst of this crowd that, that you're not on your way to heaven, do you know what? You need to get saved. If you're here, you've never made the decision in your heart to live a separated lifestyle, to live a holy lifestyle is unto God. You need to act decisively. If you've never had a time in your life of which you said, God, I'll serve you in any way you want me to serve you. You need to act decisively. Maybe God will call you to be a doctor. Maybe he'll call you to be a missionary. Maybe he'll call you to be a youth pastor. Maybe he'll call you to be a secretary. Maybe he'll call you to be a homeschool mother and rear your children at home in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. It doesn't matter what it is as long as when God speaks, you act decisively. Life for all of us is going to go quickly. And when it's over, it'll come down to our decisions. I love this song. I have decided to follow Jesus. Sing it with me. I have decided to follow Jesus.
stand up. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. The world behind me. The cross before me, the world behind me, the cross before me, the world behind me, the cross before me, no been listening to a message from Pensacola Christian College Chapel. You're welcome to pass this sermon along to others. Please don't charge for it or alter it without written permission from Pensacola Christian College. For additional information about PCC, visit us online at pcci.edu. Pensacola Christian College, empowering Christian leaders to influence the world for Christ.